Aloha, listeners of the Reject Nation. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We have made it to the finale of Season 1 of Ahsoka, Part 8, The Jedi, The Witch, and The Warlord. Very cool title for a very cool episode. I mean, you know, various opinions to come. Michael, Greg, and I are about to give ours fresh off the reaction. If you want to see the highlight reel, you can check that out at youtube.com slash therealrejects. If you want to sync up and enjoy the full Ahsoka experience alongside us for episode 8 as well as all the other episodes previous, those are on patreon.com slash therealrejects. We've also got some new Ahsoka-inspired designs in our rejectnationshop.com store. Uh, Very excited about the new Snip Snip shirt in particular designed by Greg's sister. Uh, Many more to come. So if you want to support the channel, grab some cool swag in the process, go on over there and uh, without further ado let's talk about Ahsoka. Here we go. Yes! Yes! My dude. (laughs) Does not look happy? No, no, he's not. Oh. Wow, he looks even better than he did in the Return of the Jedi special edition. <laughs> <laughs> that was Rick a Rick Famuyiwa. Rick Famuyiwa. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. That was fun. Yeah. I, am, I am satisfied. I started off in a way where I was like, I'm enjoying it. Uh, something's kind of like missing in suspense. And then the last half I really thought really brought it, man. And then some big things to talk about. We got some, we got some things to talk about. We're getting an Ezra Bridger show. And Jace. I just, what a great pairing and a perfect master. I know. To go from Kanan to Ezra, from Ezra to Jace, that'd be awesome. It also would be great if we keep them separate from Luke so they don't all get slaughtered by Kylo. All righty, guys. Well, we got some talking wow. points to hit here. We got things we got to go over. Um, if you are listening to this on uh, Apple or Spotify, uh, please rate this video. that We just watched uh, Ahsoka finale. Um, oh, no, we got to do our generals out of the way generals um john what would you rate it out oh, of 10 uh eight i give this one a solid eight that was pretty good that was pretty thrilling what would you give it i would give it a general kenobi come on what's that give honestly number. honestly on, on, i'm just impressed i'm impressed that they got as much done Cow- the wow, time man. it's a nine Wow. Good. It's a nine. It's a nine. Disney shill Jeez, over here. Man. Disney shill. Yeah. Easy to please. Disney, Michael do me a favor. Tesler. If if I'm gonna be such a shill, pay me already. <laughs> <laughs> I've racked up a lot of credit, I would argue. No, I mean I I've given this series I think some fair criticisms over the course, but I think this was a tough finale, and I think they wrapped it up in a way that I am satisfied, excited, and I have questions, but I also got answers. Yeah. How about you, Greg? <sighs> Four out of ten. Okay. Yeah. That's about fair, yeah. 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 Really want to balance the scales. I man. agree. Not balanced for. Balance balanced. I got to edit, so I'm going to delay this even more. By yes, make life more stressful for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I would uh, I, I would actually meet John at an eight, actually. Yeah. Hey. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about an eight. I have some criticisms about the episode, uh, but overall, no. Um, so I, I, there's a lot that I really like. I'd probably bump it up to like an 8.1.75. 
By the time that we're like, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. That's the way to go. I'll, I'll probably go Dude. down to an eight by the time we're done talking. If this was Rotten Tomatoes, I'd be like, 83%. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then. Um, so, uh, okay. Uh, John, please, sure. since you are the lowest of us. Yes, since I am. What are your general thoughts? We'll call I, this chapter John's General Thoughts. John's Bullshit. Uh, no, I liked this episode. I thought, yeah, I was having a certain reservations similar to yours earlier on being like okay you know this is thrilling and immediate but is this going to be as satisfying as like a season finale needs to be and this isn't necessarily like the big all-out punctuation you know that you might expect from a a series a season finale but you know the pace of the series up until now has kind of led me to expect something that felt and you know was scaled a bit more like this is clearly part an ongoing story that will probably span out, as you guys have speculated, past Ahsoka into other spinoffs and whatnot. That all said, uh, I thought the developments with like seeing the Night Sisters do their thing and the Night uh, Troopers and all that stuff like that scratches itches for me, just as like a witchcraft love and horror person. But beyond that, I thought this made for a an appropriately thrilling, immediate, and you know palpable. Uh, end chapter and by the time we get to those finale moments of like them doing the alley-oop push of Ezra onto the ship and Morgan Elsbeth's fight with Ahsoka and you know them making the sacrifice to at least get one of them home the person we came here for home all those things coalesce to be pretty satisfying to me in the end and then the stuff setting up for the future especially with like even though I have no idea kind of what you guys are talking about when it comes to what Balin is looking for like the amalgamation of his presence up till now plus the striking he thinks nature. he can do it better than the nazis yes so he's looking <laughs> yeah, for the dial of right. destiny to go back he needs to go back so that he can kill hitler and then take Spoiler, his place and it's do not it on better. disney plus <laughs> yet, guys <laughs> no, no 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 it's okay it's not that's not what it's about uh, but okay. uh but uh that's okay michael but gotta, even that stuff got me very intrigued like i was like oh i cannot wait to find out or, or at least i'm very excited to find out yeah. what uh the next step of his journey will be tragedy of his loss as an actor aside mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff you know piqued my interest in this did all the things i think a finale is supposed to do to you so yeah sure yeah, i dug it yeah man all right here's my general thoughts really quick my general thoughts <laughs> are from the following several months ago we did a trailer reaction of soka and there were many comments, many, many comments. And I'm just going to read the top comment. I won't say the name. Because I confidently said, not even questionably or <laughs> apprehensively said, Sabine is Force-sensitive. Oh. And the f- top comment was, Sabine is not Force-sensitive. <laughs> one of the top comments. Sabine is not Force-sensitive. She's one of the few non-Force-sensitive people to wield a lightsaber. And then goes on to explain stuff, basically. But it's a whole bunch of back and forth in the comments. 67 replies about how <laughs> she's not force sensitive. Ooh. And I would have been part of that camp. And I was like, no, she is. That's 67 plates of crow we got to serve up now. Boom. This episode went to a 10 out of 10 for me just <laughs> now. Who's, <laughs> who's sensitive now? <laughs> <laughs> who's sensitive? Oh, sure. See that ego? I'm stroking it. Yeah, stroke that eagle. Like a lightsaber. <laughs> stroke right that lightsaber. Yeah. Like a lightsaber. 
no, if you shoved I, a lightsaber, it would cut. It would melt your hand. I, I, I'd what, actually. What about Morgan Elspeth? I'd, I'd actually agree. I know she was struggling on the side. It was interesting. Uh, I'd actually agree. <laughs> with, it wasn't a lightsaber. I'd agree yeah. with uh, everything you, you said, John. Actually, if you want to know my general thoughts, Aww. skip to John's general thoughts and then go. Greg <laughs> sounds like those are Greg's Greg general told thoughts. John are to we say are we putting I've, them on an just, infinite loop <laughs> of just rewatching <laughs> that segment? But I'm just. I guess I'm more. Ex- I, I really like the fight. Cho- I'll just add to like I really like the fight choreography quite a bit. Um, like just to add on to a couple of other things you were saying, like yeah, some of that tension was a little bit missing for me when, you know, like they they go into like it's it was fun. I wouldn't say thrilling. It was fun, sure. and then they go into the temple, then just like cuts to, and they're just fighting the night troopers. Yeah. And I was like, something's a little off about the editing here. Like, what mm. are they trying to sell me on? And while I like the gracefulness of Ahsoka fighting, there was also something where I felt like she wasn't really playing to anything physical. Like I could feel like the detachment <laughs> yeah, yeah, of yeah, green yeah, screen yeah. and stuff. So that was some of the things that was kind of like uh, undercutting it for me. When necromancy night trooper thing happened, I thought that was really, uh, I thought that was really fun. That was really cool. And, then, and that's when the suspense and, exci- and and intrigue started to really build for me. And I really did love the last half of this. And I thought the Morgan Elizabeth fight. Uh, with Ahsoka, I thought the choreography was great. I love when they do. So you got like multiple people, lightsabers and blades and whatnot. And what I think is really impressive is when you can demonstrate the different types of fight choreography style mm-hmm. while putting it in one fight. You know, because they're they're very distinct fighting styles. And I thought like towards the end, uh, I was really gripped and I loved everything they set up. Like the t- I did not. Ex- I thought it was going to be something more Zepho related. You've been going more Chiz route, which is still there. Still there. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm holding firm on that. Um, and you think with what this planet has in store that uh, that that because it's like I think Thrawn. We'll, we'll talk more about it, but mm-hmm. the, something that I thought was interesting is like Thrawn is constantly you know downplaying the Jedi, but from being on this planet, you think he. But but I think I think I he does. I don't think he ever necessarily downplays the right. The Jedi. That's not the right call. Downplaying. Yeah. He talks down to the Je- about yeah. the Jedi, uh, but. No, he definitely doesn't down, downplay yeah. what I mean. He doesn't find the threat, but he was clearly like, no, we got to eliminate these guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, gotta, I agree with that, yeah. but I feel like his mentality is very similar to like, you know, in, in episode four when all the Imperial officers are talking to Vader about like, you know, your wacky, your wacky order. Right. Of, you know, and I think it's a similar, they fought a, a, a worthless crusade and, you know, he looks down on them because they were so easily manipulated. But, but, but um, Mikkel... Dude, thoughts. Um, yeah. Um, um, as as somebody that like loved the expanded universe growing up, in playing all the games, reading a bunch of the comics, reading mm-hmm. the books, this was like the nicest love letter, uh, in so yeah. many ways. Like, and and they did it in a way that did feel inauthentic, in a way that didn't feel unearned, which I honestly think is the most impressive part about this finale. Like, did it give me everything I wanted? No. But everything that we did get, I felt like we deserved it based on everything that's happened, character development, character growth, even Sabine. Like, they could have gone overboard. And I, I think what they did with being able to grab the lightsaber and do the push, it was it was exactly about as far as I feel that she deserved to get uh, in terms <laughs> of, of the Force. Um, and it was it, I think it's impressive. Uh, up until the end, I, I really I didn't know... Who's gonna land where? Um, and I think in a in an age of like such predictability, it was so nice to genuinely be like, oh wow, that's that's yeah. a surprising twist that has completely like 
any like pre-existing theories that people have or like investments of, of time into uh, into where they thought this was going has now been thrown off course yet again. Yeah. Um, and I'm genuinely excited and intrigued by all of the seeds that were planted. Uh, that being said, like the action sequences, like they were they were fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. And um, talk about the ones, Michael. The ones. Talk about the ones. So, recall this chapter: the ones. The ones. So, <laughs> you know, for for those that watch the Clone Wars, uh, like we know the Mortis arc, uh, and something that like we've been saying and the whole internet's been saying is like, well, they've been setting Anakin up to be the father, you know, Ahsoka to potentially be the daughter, Ezra to be the son, but I don't think that's happening anymore. I wonder if maybe Balin fits that role. Um, but I think what we've officially set ourselves up for in kind of this, like, this overarching, uh, the force behind the force is mm. Abelith, who is the mother. And we only ever saw Abelith in, uh, I think it was 2008, 2009, uh, the Fate of the Jedi book series, which is, like, one of the last, like, expanded universe pieces. And she is, like... Like her title's like the bringer of chaos or something to that effect. Um, and is one of the most like horrifying, horrific misbalances of the force and presents an existential threat, not just to the galaxy, but to the galaxy's plural and to the force and, and the balance of it as a whole. And uh, this idea of like a old gray Jedi who survived Order 66 who has kind of done everything he can to get to this galaxy to go on this quest? I'm so excited to like. I would just watch Balin with no other characters go on this yeah, journey really. and would be a happy, happy camper. Um, but they, you know, this was an arc that uh, one of the few that George Lucas really gravitated towards and actually adapted from the books into the Clone Wars arc. And I'm sure Dave Filoni had a hand in that. Um, but this to me seems like. I don't know what the treatments of, you know, seven, eight, nine uh, were that George Lucas was dreaming up and had offered to Disney, uh, but I've got a feeling the wills. I've got a feeling that we're seeing it. Yeah. Um. Uh. A, a, at least an extent of it. Um. You know, it's it's. Well, then you also yeah. got James yeah. Mangold's movie, yeah. uh, which is supposed to be the the. the is it the origin of the Jedi? Or it's the origin of the Jedi, which I think yeah. is the perfect. I, I think we'll probably see Abelith in her prime, yeah, um, and maybe even that whole. I mean, I'm so curious. What would be the most efficient way to describe, like, the father, son, and daughter? They are the physical representations of the balance of, of the, the force. force. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and so the father being the epitome of balance and keeping light and darkness from consuming one another and from one becoming too powerful. Yeah. The, the mother is a factor that we haven't seen and how that plays in. And in a way, and this is what I'm really, really hoping for, Anakin's story could theoretically continue as he takes on this role, like his, his role of the chosen one to bring balance to the force based on everything that they've set up was for him to become the father no, after the father died in the It's Mortis been arc. a couple of years since I've seen that. Yeah, they, I, I they just want, rewatched they it, wanted, which is great. Yeah. Th- if I'm not, if my memory serves me correct, didn't the f- 
father want Anakin to take? Was it the son's place or his place? His place. His place. His yes. place. Yeah. He he wanted to see the chosen one in person to see if it was true. Yes. And when it when the reckoning came, part of explaining to Anakin that he was the chosen one was showing him what he will become in the form of Vader. And that is ultimately, yeah, remember those good uh, I, I think, what, what pushed him away from it. Um, but notice how in the time that the father died, the balance of the force has since been completely off. Right. And now there is this opportunity to remedy it. Um, but I, I think that, you know. So, so what, yeah. like what, what in the Clone Wars, they, when it was like Obi-Wan, uh, Ahsoka, and Anakin were on an adventure, then they got pulled into... It's, just, it's called Mortis. Yeah. They got pulled into Mortis, and that's where they met them on this, like, beautiful... Imagine, like, uh, Legend of Zelda and, and Nintendo DS. That's what I was... the color. That's the color. And, yeah, they got the... And the, and the son was, like... Uh, it's literally just father, son, daughter, and, like, the way they're... This, like, ethereal way they're all drawn. And One of them has a big beard. One of them has a big beard. Father has a big beard, the, the, which the, the I saw looks carved like a, in the stone. Yeah, that I was, was so great <laughs> catch. That was a great catch. And the sun kind of looks like a grand inquisitor, like like the <laughs> yeah, it's it, uh, 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 from. Do Uta the Pao. kids represent chaos or or no, what, what, so the kids, one side of the one, spectrum or one another? Light, yeah. The the daughter is the light. The sun is the darkness. And then uh, Ahsoka died, and it, it, in this arc, and then was brought back to life by the daughter. Res, like giving her, giving her, <laughs> giving life her force. life force into her, and and that bird that we saw, yes. Morai, uh, is a representation of of that and following her. But the question I have is, mm-hmm. Ahsoka doesn't remember any of that, right? If I'm not no. mistaken, no, that's I, right. They don't remember any of that. I, I think the uh, there is only bits and pieces. Um, I did not think this would be the like such a thing we were uh, talking about in this episode. Well, but, but damn, they, that's the ending. They set it up. It's man. what they. It's yeah. It's playing into. The and I, I'm hopefully what this origin of the Jedi movie will be is getting into like like the crazy like spirituality of the Force and like the idea of balance and hopeful darkness. If Filoni's involved in that Jedi movie, I'm hopefully hopefully. Well, I, I think it has to be. I, it would be a waste of of they've they've yeah. made so many positive strides in telling a cohesive narrative. Uh-huh. Um, and and I think it's great. It it takes away some characters that we care about and puts them in an arc that is equally important in an entirely different galaxy yeah. um, and that has really high stakes. Um, but we'll also, like, bringing back Ezra and allowing us to, like, continue. I mean, Ezra is going to be such a great addition to the Mandalorian team-up, you know, oh, and, and all that. Totally agree. But what is what? how is Balin... Like he, want, he keeps talking about um, obtaining a power... Well, how, I, how, does I, it, how would he obtain a power? I, from this? I think in the same way that Anakin and Ahsoka were brought to Mortis, Balin has been summoned to this galaxy, and he has been through the Force. Abelith, who has been literally like, like if I'm remembering correctly, and it's been a while, like she was banished and locked away and kept away. Like, which is why we don't see her in the Mortis arc. Crazy bitch. And so this idea <laughs> of... You know, Bale, father represents Balin. Your mother is insane. Balin <laughs> represents chaos. Balin thinks... They can't control. Balin probably thinks he is finding that balance when in reality he is unleashing chaos. Uh, and oh, I, yeah. I think ultimately uh, Balin is a fascinating choice for the son 
and the because we never did get a replacement for, you know, who's going to fill that that void. Um, and like, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Balin, I would just watch that. I would just watch them talk to each Ooh. other about like, whoa, what the hell's the weather today? <laughs> I mean, Force Ghost Anakin is a great thing to be bringing in here because w- one thing that excites me as like what what I was what informed of via the comments you guys yeah. is that Hayden Christensen didn't actually he did actually consume Clone Wars. Uh, he, he went back and he watched all he of it. Ate he every ate every <laughs> DVD. <laughs> well, oh, no, I mean, yeah. it, be, because that was one of the great things about his performance was it. It felt like it was informed by all of the progress of the. Yeah, he was bringing the animated performance to life. It was a great marriage of what he did in the prequels and then what you see in the animated shows. And I, so I, every time he's there, I'm like, oh, I love seeing him because yeah. he's he's doing it. He's doing it all. Well, he and just seems so happy to be here. He does. He does yeah. seem happy to be here. And with them being stranded here with all the Jedi training that could be taking place, of course, with Ahsoka and Sabine, we'll get some present-day interaction that is not so much of an ethereal wonderland of, like, world yeah. between worlds, but something more akin to, like, when Luke interacts with Obi-Wan's ghost yeah. or when Luke interacts with Yoda. Oh, it's know? almost it, it, very similar. I mean, even in timing of, you know, in the Obi-Wan series, it took that entire experience for Obi-Wan to be able to see Qui-Gon and to be yeah. able to commune with him in the Force. And I think for Ahsoka, this is finally the... Not only has she come to terms with him, and and what went wrong. But she's also come to terms with herself and where she wronged her Padawan. Yeah. And uh, I think that balance will be really helpful for all of them. Um, yeah. I'm just so curious because you also have Shin, which, like, that's just an open-ended, fascinating, where is she going to go? Like, there's, there's, I think there's still a lot more there. Um, she found her people. Yeah, yeah but, but that's Whatever a, the hell's going on there. That's a temporary <laughs> zoo. I rule you now. Uh, I mean, same. Uh, this is great, huh? <laughs> Isn't this yeah. barren wasteland awesome? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope it amounts to more than just her being there to create fight yeah. scenes next season. We're yeah. going to kick these naughty's asses every day. They're going to bully them. They're going to go like this for centuries. <laughs> yeah. They have some turtle soup. <laughs> uh, Perpetuate a cycle of violence. Yeah. I mean... What's what's next on our on our list here? I mean, we were talking about Force Ghost Anakin, which I'm very much excited about. We covered Mortis, um, the Ones, Morai. Uh, I I guess I would like to talk about Morgan Elsbeth next. That'd be fun. What a great character, great execution, a villain with motive that I believed, an actor that just I think knocked it out of the park. I think she brought more to it than the writing brought to it. Honestly. Yes, oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> like I think the writing percent. was very, uh, like, I there, Filoni is one of those writers. <laughs> like conceptually, I think he is a fucking genius. Yeah. Conceptually <laughs> speaking, and what he adds to universe building is phenomenal. The times though, like his dialogue is not the greatest, yeah. you know, and sometimes Very his character bold. development is not the yeah. greatest. Uh, in terms of how to write certain, sometimes it is really great. Like he's written some of the best Star Wars you will have ever seen. <laughs> All right, I I gotta just say, like he's written some amazing Star Wars content, and then there are other times where it does feel, I don't, I don't he's like, get, it feels like an, I'm watching like a really neat. Outline <laughs> and uh, sure. and 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 that's sure. the part where it can yeah, lack yeah. for me. And I think like you can see the right. 
And Morgan Elsbeth is a case too where I felt like there was so much more richness to mine mm. from her or or to really develop that I was en- I really enjoyed her presence here and um I actually liked the reveal of how Thrawn was just like, yep, go in and eat your daughter. You don't really matter to me. Like, yeah. But when she does die, it is a bummer to me. A, because I thought there was more to really, we could have done with her. And B, you know, to have her set up in The Mandalorian. Again, like, I really love the writing of Filoni's writing in that episode. (laughs) I thought that was really great. Yeah, that's one of the strongest episodes. And he directed that one, too. Usually when he directs and writes, (laughs) it's really strong. Um, and and then uh, it it does feel like we didn't really get a get enough out of her. It was just she was just mainly yeah. here, just giving information. She like gave, all all seasons, it's just yeah. she's just giving information. She no, gave a main supporting character performance to a role written like a main hench. Just like mm. you know, yeah. she had a lot of presence, and I would have loved to have peered through that character's perspective, especially being that she is being inducted gradually into. This order of Dathomir, yeah, religion. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there's so much that's interesting about that, and that expands just what this world deals with. I think all of this flirts with going into the more fantastical, the more spiritual, the le- like. Star Wars has all that, but I'm used to seeing the technological sci-fi side of that. Where yeah, yeah. I feel like through her, you could have wrung some rich drama, especially out of what appeared in Lars Mikkelsen's performance like a calculated move, yeah. like. Not, not, oh, it's unfortunate, but this is what needs to be done. It's sort of like, no, now's the time for this move I anticipated yeah. where I'm going to sacrifice yeah, yeah. you. Oh, dude, yes. Thanks for segueing us. John, Thrawn, John Michael, Thrawn. Michael, Thrawn's, Thrawn's plan. Thrawn, Thrawn's Thrawn plan. wants to go to Dathomir. There, there he wants was to resurrect Darth Maul. Thrawn's Savage. <laughs> for the third time. <laughs> there, was a, uh, there was that one line of protecting the galaxy. That I was like, oh, I'm a treasure there, protector. There she is, what we've been building up towards. Um, I It could go so many directions. I mean, the obvious one is they're going to resurrect, whomever, whether it be the Witches of Dathomir or, or more dead stormtroopers. It could be um, a meta-commentary on rewriting the Star Wars canon, so that was the practice against Kathleen Kennedy. That's yeah, exactly what it is. Right. Save the um, galaxy from Kathleen Kennedy. Right. Yeah. I mean, right, it, guys, uh, right click And Ryan Johnson. Ooh, I'm excited Johnson. to. Is he ever going to get to that new trilogy? Yeah, uh, man. So talk about it. not. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're looking at a, a head to head clash with the Imperial Remnant and all that. I just, I hope they don't waste Thrawn on, like, joining up with the Emperor and the whole Sith Eternal and all that. I just. Like I'm, it doesn't do anything for me uh, on a story level, and I think uh, the far more interesting situation would be for Thrawn to get back, for him to get all the Imperial Remnant together, and for them to fraction off because he's like, we need to save the galaxy from this external threat, and the other ones are going on the, the witch yeah. hunt to try to find Palpatine, uh, which at, at some point like that needs to connect because some of those folks end up going that route there's great drama to ring out of the, yeah. a situation like like i think that's a show's worth i don't think that's a movie yeah honestly like i feel like a movie might rush that shit well i because part of me wonders if we're missing some of the shows that are going to be coming out like this there, there's a weight to as like they got ezra back and and uh and 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 
Man, I am just blanking on everyone's names this episode. Iman, that's fine. Uh, no, no. Or <laughs> Twyra. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so, and Hera um, is right about Thrawn being a threat. And it's like, but at what cost yeah. was it to, to be right? And at what, co- like, yeah. what cost was it to bring back Ezra if it led to Thrawn returning? Unless... Yeah. Unless I mean, Thrawn would have returned regardless. Unless the Thrawn's purpose is to protect the galaxy from a greater threat, which from I continue <laughs> from the Gresk or the Yuuzhan Vong, depending on you know, yeah, uh, uh, what you want to call them. But you know, I I think that's a, an interesting setup for a, um, you know, you could also see like the creation of the Resistance. You know, this idea of yeah, sure. like part of why Leia created it in the first place is because the New Republic wasn't taking the Imperial Remnant seriously. Right. Um, so, you know, and then the question is like, is Luke getting involved? Like, there's just, I have so many questions and oh, no man. answers. But do, do I think, think they need a Thrawn show I think in order to properly tell that side of the story. I think it would just be nice if, if maybe bringing Thrawn back to the mess that is the New Republic and the Imperial Remnant like I think it would be a great opportunity for some characters to survey all of that and go like, none of you are doing this right. Right. Yeah. Like because one thing that has aggravated me about a few of these past series is just how kind of thick-headed the uh, uh, you know New Republic is in in a maddening kind of unbelievably cartoonish way. It is maddening and unbelievably Which cartoonish. Is, yeah. Like I, I understand what they're getting at, and like yes, like. Of course, there's going to be bureaucracy. Of course, it's going to be impossible to get a lot of things done. But, like, the sheer negligence of it all is just, like, so frustrating. Yeah, um, and to have a character that, like, you know, is supposed to be this very, you know, wise and learned and calculated tactician, I would hope. Like, that just demands a caliber of writing that the political in- leanings of the yeah. series have not been able to satisfy. Yeah. Sabine Wren, character arc. She went from her want was to save Ezra, got it done. Her need was to believe in herself and grow and become the force-sensitive badass that she is. And she is. Um, I don't feel like her arc combined with writing and acting was necessarily a grand slam for me. <laughs> that uh, sure it worked didn't. out when it needed to. It feels generous. <laughs> Uh, I mean, in all fairness, <laughs> she all season long she's been holding out her freaking hand trying to use the force and nothing's been happening. Yeah, you know? no. I'll so it, it does come in at the nick, a nick of time with an emotional up, and and she's like with Ezra. There's and she's feel like she's feeling good about herself. <laughs> she's got more. She's got better things going on, you know. <laughs> she's got yeah, just, more light energy. Yeah, 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 you know, there's better, more reasons to believe in herself in this moment, man. It was um, satisfying. Uh, but the the it's like it's all there like mm-hmm. the arc but it just it, there's something that is like borderline flat to me about the landing point yeah. um other than some moments that i thought really shined mm-hmm. and uh i i like a lot of her moments especially in action scenes uh however the there's a little bit one note of a perform of, of of like writing and acting it was, combined. It was yeah. flat, and I didn't want it to be flat. I mean, I was really, really rooting for her. She's my favorite character um, in the show, next to Kanan, next to Rebels. Uh, she's my favorite. <laughs> I was character. like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" Yeah, she's my favorite character in Rebels. No, next, I, I, next to Kanan, and and that was a. I think of all the disappointments, I felt like they did such a great job. Um, Azura Dawson, in particular, evolved and 
like the intentionality of the character and how she was able to capture Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, really, really hit, you know, and like any reservations I had in the beginning throughout the full season arc with it now in, you know, in, in retrospect, uh, was perfectly executed. Whereas Sabine, there was surface level growth, but I, honestly, I just like there was never chemistry where I wanted it to be. And there's like a little tiny bit with Ezra, but even that, like, I felt like Ezra was holding the entire weight of that relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was. There's questionable choices on on how to direct her for certain scenes. Honestly, yeah. like it, it was just there was a lot of questionable like yeah the, the decisions that she help. was yeah the dialogue didn't the help. There are questionable help. decisions about her, like all, all the times where she's like withholding information to yeah. Ezra, yeah. and uh, a lot of it just kind of got chalked up to uh, her like smiling and like yeah. pretend like <laughs> like mirroring just, Ahsoka's it's, mannerisms it's of confidence. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, I I understand you know like I've, I've produced and worked in enough things to know like sometimes when you're in the middle of it you realize that you might have made some wrong choices and I, I think the frustrating part is like continued for a long time to give the benefit of the doubt that lessons would be learned and that they would make yeah. those slight adjustments throughout the season and I liked her a lot in the beginning well I, I loved her in the first episode uh, which, yeah I remember which the I first episode loving I was her, like yeah. wow this is great and then it was just a steady decline honestly from the moment her and Ahsoka teamed up which really again leads me to think I it was her, a chemistry issue i liked her a lot in one three seven <laughs> no when did she find ezra six six one three six yeah i liked her a lot there. but even in six it was like it was good but it wasn't I, know, I remember like we, it wasn't we, as i know yeah i've never been like strongly drawn to her yeah. and and that's a bummer whereas like yeah. i know rosario dawson at first was like there's some things i'm not fully getting yeah. and then eventually it was like oh, i really but, but that get was it that now. was a, <laughs> yeah. that was a performance choice that needed to like w there was a reason for it, and then they explain the reason, and then her character yeah. evolved with that arc. But and since then, I like I've been just vibing with Ahsoka. Like I am bummed we did not get to see them meet in person, Thrawn and Ahsoka. We we will. Um, we will. Yeah, we will. We will. Uh, I like that Ezra got a new lightsaber, which inspired I by Kanan, I thought was just awesome. I did not. There were so many people up in arms about the lightsaber thing. Uh, last week, yeah, about him not using his lightsaber. Like people were like up in arms about it. Well, I mean, it. it and it, I was it, like, it was what? So nice it makes to fucking sense. Yeah. This, man. <laughs> like a guy is gonna. It, honestly, the fact that he built a lightsaber at all, I thought was like, well, that's it's remarkably practical, especially um, after being gone for so long. Yeah, he also like if if you know the character of Ezra, he's like he loves to tinker and build, like. Of course, he wasn't going to take back the lightsaber. He was going to do his own thing because that's always been Ezra. This yeah. is his, this is his third lightsaber. No, goes through them like a Michael goes through women. That's right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Use the force. <laughs> oh no. I mean, no, don't. no, terrible. Ask John. politely, Sarah. Ask politely. <laughs> Obtain the consent, <laughs> Luke. God, do or do not. Yeah. <laughs> there is no try. Ew. Yes oh, or no? God damn, guys. Um, man, this that's is, disgusting. This is a show you, you I would say me. has a Plus, better. A better ensemble than it does individual characters. There's a there's, We need Balin. chemistry. We need. Well, aside from a couple Bal dark siders, the only Balin, time Balin has chemistry with everything. I thought like air. I thought Ahsoka and Hu Yang had better chemistry. And he's a robot. than Ahsoka and Sabine. <laughs> yes. Um, Droid. Uh, Hu I Yang like, has chemistry with everyone. And Hu Yang has chemistry with everyone. Balin and Shin were great. Yeah. Um, the uh, the last thing we got to talk about: Night Troopers. 
this is something I've been waiting for from the comics forever. Like, and li- like, I uh, I think they needed to be reserved about it in the best way that they like. I, I don't know. I think they found a balance. That scene was very clunky, but I'll tell you what. I think the reason why is they cut ten minutes off. That way, you have to do less editing. Like that was sure, a conscious sure felt decision. Like that was the point. Like, these reactors got to get their shit up, man. <laughs> we can't people do doing breakdown in an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, other than I, I guess what we need, what we they really need to, us, other than the fact that they can be resurrected, is like, yeah. like when you got zombie horde coming after you, the fears are gonna fucking bite you, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. and here we need to establish something. Like it needs to be crystal. Sure. What makes it more threatening? Yeah. Because it seems like you can still just like strike them down. It just seems like they're more persistent in that state. Yeah. It's like they're well, more durable. Well, there's, there's, there's no like what what I noticed and what gave like me tension in the moment. Maybe it didn't come across to you guys. Is that they no longer fear death, and so there was this Did like they ever? this willingness. They don't really they d- seem like well, they no. troopers. <laughs> troopers are like, oh my god, they got a lightsaber. There's a, a when I say fear death, I mean there was an, an element of strategy. Whereas these guys were just like, get yeah. close, and I don't care how brutal I die. But some of them get close with like no weapon, and I'm like, what's there to fear about that? Well, they got to. They could use their helmet <laughs> to bed bash. They <laughs> might bite me and it might hurt. <laughs> they might try to bite me well, through their mask. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if a stormtrooper can hold them down long enough, maybe one of them can get a straight shot for once. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, I, it, I, but I did like it when they're in a horde. When they are, I, I when it is a swarm and you're an individual, it's that's when it's like yeah. scary. It's yeah. the irony of like because they charge. Yeah, it's it made them scarier only f- I think for that sake because I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Like logically speaking, unless there's a zombie virus to transmit, what is the threat here except for the fact well, that yeah they can just hoard well, and and just encroaching. Well, that's what it is in the expanded universe, which is why I'm saying like I'm grateful for what we got because I never thought we were gonna get. Zombie stormtroopers. Yeah. Period. And they capture that well when uh, yeah when, when, when the face breaks off and you have the and then when you also have yeah. like Ahsoka trying to fight a Morgan Elizabeth and dealing with all that uh, yeah. that conclave of all that yeah that was it a, felt kind of Army of Darkness or something it felt yeah. kind of like you had like a bunch of yeah you know pure Sam Raimi and all that. well there was a, a bit of that like kind of <laughs> slight <laughs> camp to it at least and you're in like a castle you know like so my thumbnail is gonna be a uh, Anakin. Force ghost. Yes. I think that won't upset people. Smiling. Yeah. We um we're gonna need <laughs> but, but it'll put the troll face on his face. <laughs> and then I'll split screen it with the night. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh I'm and then the text will say Thrawn wins. <laughs> <laughs> Emperor I mean, Thrawn? Emperor Thrawn. I think the galaxy would be better off. Sounds yeah, like true. Seems like. All right, guys. What did you think about the Ahsoka finale? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you gotta have it? Do you like <laughs> it? Have you been to Menchie's? <laughs> which frozen yogurt joint do you prefer? Yogurt land, Menchie's. <laughs> what's, what's your preferred topping? Are we talking? Are you like a cookie dough M M&M, yeah. like and In pants doodle? sizes, how would you rate this episode? Have you had vegan ice cream? Leave your thoughts down below, guys. Um, hey, thanks for having me on for this, Greg. Yeah. yeah. Will I be ever back? Yeah, of course, man. We got um, nothing for a long time. <laughs> we got <laughs> strikes. And this is this is Bad a Star Batch Wars <laughs> season three. Oh no! Tales of Jedi season two. God, Tales. Of, oh, that's right. That's Passion no, of the Christ, the Resurrection. That. We already watched Tales oh, of Jedi Passion season of the three. Christ. No, we didn't. No, that was Visions. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tell Jedi season two. You're not a Star the Wars origin fan, story is a Balin. Idiot. The origin story is a Balin. Um, uh, who are they? Who are they going to recast? Oh my God! Oh, dude, Alan Richson. <laughs> I like From it. Jack Reacher, I'm, guys. I'm here for it. I am. Um, Get Ray Winstone. Does he have a brother? Who? Ray Stevenson. I yeah. think he does. Yeah, Ray Winston. There are a lot of Stevens. <laughs> yeah, Ray Winston's his brother. You should get Ray's the surname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're Korean secretly. <laughs> Sometimes they reorder the names. <laughs> no wonder it's the only good acting in Star Wars. Because <laughs> it's Korean. Stevenson, Ray, and Winston, Ray. Hey, let's do a patron of the day shout Oh, out. I love patrons. Oh, John wants to do the chat <laughs> GBT. That's right. <laughs> like That's a right. kid at the candy store. Got it. <laughs> Said there's a chat GBT window open for you. You know how we do here at the <laughs> Flat out. Said there's chat GBT right there. There's people striking right that now trying like to end our The writer's strike is done. We can make fun of chat GBT. <laughs> yeah, but the actors... Well, what they're not going to act with Chad GBT. <laughs> yeah. We got this. We got For very now. limited time. All right, Lance Door, we're going to give you a <laughs> Star Wars edition shout out. Yes. All right, Michael, give me an article of clothing, Star Wars edition. Ooh, uh, Leia's bikini. <laughs> Leia's bikini. Okay, Wait. John, give me a Star Wars or uh, hot, hot Slayer. I think is what the official merchandise is these days. Okay, Hot Slayer, and then um, <laughs> John, give me a planet because I know you can spell Hot Slayer. Um, uh, uh, Dagobah. No, oh, nice hmm. Dagobah, and um, <laughs> give me a. F- How do you spell Dagobah? <laughs> you spelled hot hot. I thought you said I spelled it wrong. You All did. Right. There's two T's. Jesus Christ. H-U-T-T. Oh, my God. Come All right. We got, I got, I got limited time here. Dagobah. The chat is supposed to speed up the process. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, okay. Give me uh, your favorite Jedi. My favorite Jedi? Oh, my God. Just give me a Jedi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. John, okay. give me um, a, 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 a your favorite Star Wars character, non-Jedi. Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. Okay. And, um, all right, give me a a ship. A ship? Uh, The uh, Ebon Hawk. Ebon Hawk. Did I spell it right? Sure did. Ebon Hawk. Yes. All right, give me your favorite actor in Star Wars. Ooh, uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Okay. All right, give me your favorite Disney Plus show from Star Wars. My favorite Disney. Oh, shit. We're going Mandalorian. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, we're, we're oh my we're, god, we're going Wars. Bad Batch season. <laughs> we're two. going the Bad Batch. Batch season two. The Bad Batch. Best Star Wars content ever made. Okay, all right, we're going. Uh, then, um, lastly, an, an, an obscure occupation in the galaxy. An obscure, uh, 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 a a uh, 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 Bantha fodder. Cleaner upper. <laughs> Cleaner upper. Oh, last one. Um, let's put Chopper in here as a droid. Chopper, sure. Yeah. Okay. Ch- as uh, a telemod. I have a YouTube channel where I need to shout out my super sexy reject, aka a patron named Lance Door. Yes. We want to give him a Star Wars themed <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Write me a shout out uh, that is, let's go with, let's up the game here. That is 70 words. Woo. Ooh, 
That's a lot of words. Make sure to incorporate. <laughs> I feel like we included more than 70 <laughs> words. <laughs> we <laughs> certainly did incorporate these words into it. All right. And yes. let's uh, change it to uh, 50 words. Because <laughs> that means a lot. Oh, here Take we it go. away. In a galaxy where Leia's bikini, hut slayer, uh, <laughs> reigns supreme on the foggy planets of Dagobah, heroes like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Dash Rendar fly the Ibn Hawk. But only one legend, Lance Dorr, mentored by <laughs> Liam Neeson, outshines the Bad Batch. Not just a Bantha fodder cleaner upper, he's our chopper level patron. Shout out to you! Oh my god, it is replacing Lance screenwriters Dorr. everywhere. That was so with good. We, uh, so... If you had a choice to write a new sequel trilogy, Dave Filoni or ChatGPT? Um, ChatGPT. Well, there you have it. ChatGPT yeah. with a cowboy hat. Rewrite cowboy the hat. sequel trilogy for me <laughs> in 30 words. Oh, oh actually, Jesus, no. Let's see what they say. Oh, Jesus, no. Rebel legacy threatened. Ancient Sith secrets emerge. Ray discovers lineage. Challenges destiny. Finn sparks stormtrooper revolt. Kylo seeks redemption. Force ghosts guide. Galaxy unites. Balance restored. Legacy <laughs> <and> <laughs> This is the best. Oh tool. man, it, it it read it got a Reddit post and it was just like, here you go. Thank you guys. Thank you, Lance Door. I gotta admit this video to you guys. See you soon. <laughs>